You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio, and I'm the director of the Global Mission Office. Our engineers this morning are Mike and Brian. And you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. This month, we broadcast on the third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. And this month, we are taking a deep dive into the topic of missionary discipleship with uh, another member of the Archdiocese of Chicago Pastoral Center staff. We have with us Ms. Jennifer Delvaux, who is the Senior Evangelization Coordinator in the Office of Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. So you can kind of guess why I (laughs) invited her as my guest. She's also a co-host of another radio show that airs, uh, you have to remind me, is the name and when does it air? It's On The Way and it's the third Wednesday morning also. Um, (laughs) Third Wednesday of the month in the morning. Yeah, because we run into each other when we're recording our shows. We do. And, you know, especially now that everything's out on podcasts, too, I think that's a really great option for folks who, you know, might be getting stuck in traffic on other days than the third Wednesday of the month. Yes. And when they want to see our beautiful faces, they can watch us on YouTube as well, (laughs) (laughs) live stream or see the recording later. So I mentioned we're talking about missionary discipleship. Um, and that you work in the Office of Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. Mm -hmm. Jen is a colleague in pastoral ministry at the Cardinal Meyer Pastoral Center, where we both work, and a significant archdiocesan voice in evangelization. You're significant. Well, thanks. (laughs) So so good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Exchanging, but good morning, and thank you so much for coming. And I'm excited to be able to just really focus on Mm -hmm. this idea of missionary discipleship. It's it's a phrase that, I mean, I use it a lot (laughs) right? Um, right. in in global mission, but and now your office does use it as well Mm -hmm. for evangelization. So we just wanted to try to think about what the connections were between the work that we do. So so I mentioned that you are the senior evangelization coordinator Mm -hmm. for the Office of Evangelization. So just tell us a little bit about your background and the role that you're in now and and what you currently do. Right. Uh, Well, I did the math recently, and I think I've been doing ministry about 20 or 21 years at this point. So I spent a couple of years um, in campus ministry part-time and then ended up, um, after graduation, going into a parish where I got to work with high school youth and young adults and then kind of that, you know, ever well-known phrase, other duties as assigned, which involved a lot of social media and such because, of course, being the youngest person on staff, the presumption was that I somehow knew this by osmosis. Um, So I spent uh, 12 years in Michigan working with high school youth and a young adult ministry and uh, really 
getting involved with those communities and some of the national boards relating to them and so forth, and then decided uh, it was time for a change. And a friend said, I've got a great idea for you and pointed me in the direction of Holy Name Cathedral. And that's how I ended up in Chicago several years ago as their director of faith formation. Mm -hmm. And then another friend a couple of years later said, hey, there's this the person that I think you should talk to, and it was Beth White, director of the Office for Evangelization Missionary Discipleship. And so um, it was, I'm a big believer in that idea that people help to call out your gifts and invite you into the next step in life. And so those voices were really helpful in helping me discern where to move on to at particular points. And now been with the Office for Evangelization uh, about a little over four years at this point. You were one of the first people to really help build that office, too, right? It was like you and Beth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the beginning, right? it, it was just the two of us for a good long time. And then we were really excited when Jose came on board about five months after I was hired. And yeah. uh, he also just was promoted to senior coordinator. So we're super excited about that for him. You guys are in charge. <laughs> uh, and now you have a bigger team, right? There's we do. We do. Uh, we currently have uh, six coordinators, but we're hiring for another one. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be uh, replacing somebody who left the team, actually. Um, so we'll be getting a little bit bigger in the coming weeks, hopefully. Yes. And you all are very involved in parishes uh, and groupings that are going through that Renew My Church process, right? Right. We're the ones who come in the door after all of the things that everybody knows about. So all of those structural changes, all of the heartache that can come from that, all of the, you know, challenges of those decisions and discernments and so forth. But once they get through that point is the point where I think it gets more fun and exciting and hopeful, too, but that most people don't know about. And that's the phase we call building the new reality, which is just sort of the new reality. You know, we're going to be walking with these parishes from here to eternity, basically. But those first couple years after their pastor is assigned, after that final configuration happens, we're really walking with them really closely. And one of our coordinators is assigned to particularly help accompany and coach an evangelization lead, help build a team, help foster a culture of evangelization, and help the parish form more missionary disciples. And we build off the strengths that the community has. We help to resource where there might be weaknesses and to just be that presence to help them sort through what this can look like in their particular community. Because there's no one way to form a culture of evangelization, no one way to form a missionary disciple. Yeah, you're good at this. <laughs> she knows how to describe all that. But yeah, yeah, you guys are the faces that you that, that folks will see mm-hmm. uh, as they're get in it, in the middle of it all. And yeah, I think that there's a lot of hope in what you all are doing. You're you're building something. You're rebuilding in a way um, when parishes have gone through a lot of changes, and it can be difficult. But um, but there are new possibilities that can come from that. You could see things in different ways. Um, when you're in the middle of that process. And I think that's what we want to talk about today, actually, with missionary discipleship, too, is we're, you know, we're changing the culture and we're really helping people think about their parishes and their faith in a new way and their relationship with Jesus. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) So now, uh, thanks for sharing. Um, Let's get into this topic of missionary discipleship. So um, the first time I heard it, I think, actually, was when I first came to the mission office myself, um, the former director was a big you know, proponent of Pope Francis, and mm-hmm. he had started talking, it, it, well, talking and writing with his brother bishops in Latin America um, prior to being elected pope, and mm-hmm. missionary discipleship was a big 
concept um, that uh, was new to the rest of the world, but which had been, you know, something that the Latin American church had been kind of brewing and thinking and talking about. Um, and so then when he became Pope, he started talking about it more, especially with um, Evangeli, Evangeli Gaudium, yep. which was, I think, what his first encyclical <clears throat> that he had put out as Pope. Um, he was echoing a lot of those same things. But, you know, now we're starting to talk about it in, in terms of what our U.S. church really looks like. So mm-hmm. what does it mean for us? So w- w- break the phrase down, missionary disciple. Mm-hmm. What, 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 how do you describe what those words mean? So it's, I think the first place to start from is always a comparison of, you know, what's the difference between a missionary disciple and a disciple? Mm. And that's also an opportunity to talk about what's a disciple, because we don't use these words frequently in our faith communities unless we're specifically talking about the gospel and the apostles and the disciples within the gospel stories. or disciples, yeah. Right. And so what we talk about at its simplest form is that a disciple is somebody who is learning and growing in relationship with God. You know, that's simple, that there's been some sort of an encounter with God, with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and that from that there's this desire to grow in relationship. Mm-hmm. We hope that it's always a progression, and but we know life happens, and sometimes, you know, we make mistakes, we sin, we turn away, we have to sort of restart the beauty of reconciliation, or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, people drift away from that journey, but that that's sort of what a disciple is, that they're on their own journey with God. Mm-hmm. A missionary disciple is somebody who starts to turn outwards. They may be mm-hmm. anywhere along that journey of being a disciple, but that they start being able to say, let me tell you about this God who's given me hope. Let me tell you about this mm-hmm. encounter that I had. Let me pray with you. Let me help you learn how to pray. It might be very, very simple because they're really early in their journey, but it's mm-hmm. still something that they're able to help accompany others and help to share their faith with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's that is the core in terms of what our office likes to talk about of missionaries. Mm-hmm. We bring the good news, we proclaim the gospel to anyone, everyone, um, those who are nearby and those that may be far, far away. Um, and I, I think that we often kind of maybe we skip that first part about being a disciple because, I mean, you mentioned having an encounter with God. Some people are like, oh, okay, what's that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, and I think that that's really important to emphasize, mm-hmm. too, because we can't just say, well, I'm, I'm just going to kind of regurgitate what I was taught in religious yeah. ed. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Well, the Bible says this, but, but what does that mean for mm-hmm. me? Why do I care about this? Why do I want to think about this? Why do I want to tell people about it? Um, that's, that's a step that people need to take, I think, even people who have been Catholic all their lives. Oh, definitely. And that's one of the things that Pope Francis really highlights in Evangelii Gaudium and in some of his other writings is that it's not simply saying, this is what I know about God, but let me tell you about the impact that this God of love has made on my life and transformed me, mm-hmm. and let me now share that with you so that you too can be transformed, so that you too yeah. can have this hope, you too yeah. can be sustained. Yeah, because I feel so excited about it. I'm happy. I'm joyful. I've, I'm, I've got hope. I trust uh, because of the, my relationship with God. And I want you, I mean, I, and it's infectious. It in, is. In a good way. Uh, <laughs> you know, that people say, well, I want to, why are you so happy all mm-hmm. the time? Like, why do you have, you seem like you juggle so many different things and you're not stressed yeah. out or whatever, um, that people say, well, I want to be part of that. So, you know, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, something that I feel like 
is important too is to think about well that encounter can look like a lot of different things too it can yeah it's not just necessarily i received a sacrament or i went to mass right i had this encounter with jesus or god those are all places where it can happen and we hear amazing stories about that about people in prayer and adoration or who are in the midst of the liturgy i mean some of our saints have a beautiful collection of writings on how they've encountered god in those spaces Mm -hmm. but you can also encounter god in your community and with other people that you interact with you can encounter god in nature, you know, that's where we get a lot of the Franciscan spirituality or in scripture. And the reality, too, is that we hope you have more than one encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And so part of this discipleship is also that encounter and remembering that encounter and being able to articulate that and process that Mm -hmm. so that it does also go deeper than just an intellectual piece of knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. but into that lived relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also have often used the phrase of like seeing with the eyes of faith, too, Mm -hmm. because some people would be like, oh, this good thing happened to you. You know, it's just good luck or, you know, you made that happen because you did this or that. Right. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, you know, who's to say? But at the same time, if you do have the eyes of faith, you can say this is God watching Mm -hmm. over you. Like you you prayed and hoped and or you did prepare or whatever the case and depending on the situation. But to see it with the eyes of faith, you can say. I believe God is present in this moment. And even in, in moments where you there's suffering mm-hmm. or, you know, things happen that yeah. you did not want to have happen, uh, a loss. Um, and you can say, I do feel God's presence consoling me um, or whatever the case. Um, and I think just to echo what you said earlier, too, it's this is a sustained thing. So you have an experience or you have multiple experiences mm-hmm. in the course of your life. And you say, I want to think about this more. I want to talk right. about this more. And have this enter into my prayer life and into my day-to-day life in lots of different forms. Um, that's what makes you a disciple for sure. And um, and then we can talk more about what being missionary is too um, in relation to that. But um, the other thing I just wanted to make sure that we covered before our break, which is in just a minute, is that this isn't just something where you're like, okay, you just check off the list. Okay, right. done. I'm a missionary disciple and I don't have to think about this again. No, right. it's it's truly a lifelong journey. And I think it it's often a journey that has a lot of switchbacks, a lot of quick turns, and sometimes doubling back on things. And so it's always a process of growing in your own relationship. And it's also a process of figuring out and discerning where are you being called to relate to others and, and that missionary component of missionary discipleship. Yeah. And so how you do that and where you're called to do that will change in your life. And so mm-hmm. it's a constant mm-hmm. process of growing in your personal and then also growing in your understanding of your vocation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're part of the Catholic Church, so it's not just about me and God. Mm-hmm. It is about the whole community of faith yeah. that we are all uh, working together to become missionary disciples, helping one another on that journey. Well, okay, it's time for our break now, but we'll be back in just a moment to continue talking about missionary discipleship uh, and evangelization. Stay tuned.
have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Catholic education offers something other schools don't. When you walk through that door, you are amongst friends. I can confidently say that I look up to everybody at HT, staff, students. There's just something that you can admire in every person here. We treat everyone here with the same kind of respect that we would hope that exists in our families. Our curriculum is very rigorous, and we hope to match the academic rigor with our level of academic support. They help us prepare for college. They talk to us about our future and what we want to do. I think it instills a sense of community, which makes me more confident in my work. Through the teachers, through our counselors, through all of our administrators, we are educating not just the mind, but also the heart. I think that distinguishes us from other types of schools. Catholic high schools provide high-quality, faith-based education. The journey begins by taking your entrance exam. Register online at the Catholic high school you wish to attend. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I have with me Jen Delvaux of the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. And we've been talking about just that, missionary discipleship. What do these very large words <laughs> mean for our faith today mm -hmm. and uh and, and and really also, too, just thinking about the work of your office and the work of my office, mm -hmm. um, I think we often find the Global Mission Office in our, our department that has a lot of pastoral ministries uh, working in the archdiocese. There's a lot of overlap, just a little bit mm -hmm. with each office. Like we have a yeah. lot of things yeah. that are similar. Um, and evangelization in particular, I mean, I think 
I mean, it's fundamentalist sense, I think. Uh, it's a theology of mission, uh, which is goes back to the origin of the church, mm-hmm. um, that Jesus, um, after resurrection, you know, tells his followers, go out, you know, and preach the gospel to every creature. Right? Go to the ends mm-hmm. of the earth um, and baptize them. And um, that's how the church started. And so today, you know, and that's really actually what founded the Catholic Church in the United States um, mm-hmm. was a... a mission then at one time. Um, and now we kind of feel like, oh, well, we're a little settled here. We've got Catholic churches kind of everywhere, and now we don't have to evangelize. Well, <laughs> not quite the right assumption there. <laughs> not true. Um, and so, and we're always, we should always be in that mode mm-hmm. of um, sharing our faith with others um, in different ways, in different contexts. But um, but we, I think we have gotten a little bit comfortable maybe uh, here in the U.S. And so, there's a sense that, yeah, we need missionaries to go to other parts of the world, but, you know, we, we don't need missionaries. Well, and ironically, we've got all these priests and religious coming to the U.S. from right, exactly. overseas. So it's like, well, actually, we do have missionaries uh, ministering here in the U.S. But, um, but the fact is that we all are called to this mm-hmm. uh, sense of missionary discipleship uh, as a baptized Christian, even children. That's the other thing um, our office often tries to talk about, you know, we're all missionaries and there's no like test for you to have to pass yeah. in order to become a missionary. But even I think children. that's one of the things that actually perhaps is the greatest weakness of Catholics in this realm that perhaps other Christians don't wrestle with as much. Mm-hmm. That what we hear a lot in our work is, well, I don't know enough or I, you know, that's for the priests or that's for the folks like us who, you know, have this do official this training and, yeah. and literally are paid to do this. Right. And so there's this almost this sense of clericalization or professionalization of evangelization, of being mm-hmm. a disciple. And so one of the challenges is helping people recognize that no matter where you are in your journey, you can share that faith, that hope, that love with others, and that it may not be that you can accompany them all the way to the deep end. You know, we often use a pool as our analogy of things. Mm. But however far in you are, you can invite others. And that, you know, the idea that you can, you have a circle of people that you know in your life. And that those are the, those individuals that you can really share and relate to. It's not that we're going to tell you, you know, a lot of people think in our office that when we come in to do trainings, we're going to teach you how to stand on a soapbox or, you know, the Chicago Red Line stop and hand out pamphlets or knock on doors in the suburban neighborhood you live in. We don't do any of that. But rather, it's very much this idea of how can you just in those appropriate moments of your relationship with the woman who cuts your hair or your next door neighbor as you're dragging the garbage cans down, you know, for garbage day. If somebody makes that comment of, you know, how are you staying so hopeful or, you know, I'm really struggling with this, that you can take that 15 seconds to say something or you can say, you know, I'd love if you'd come with me to this thing at church or to this small group that I'm a part of or Mm -hmm. dare I even say, can I pray with you? Not just I'll pray for you, but to actually take that time to pray in that moment, um, which can have incredible responses and also completely confuse people. Um, So it's really this opportunity to see how you're called to bring that love into the world and that we're all called to do that, you know, and I really think the the professionalization of it is something that we're really working with to help people understand, no, that's for absolutely everybody. And I love that about some of the kids, you know, having a background in high school youth ministry. I would be amazed with what 
the teens could do in sharing their faith and inviting their friends and, you know, saying, well, why don't you just come to the social thing? And then they'd come to the social thing and then it would be, well, okay, but let me, you'd really like this retreat. Why don't you come on that? And here, let me tell you why this retreat experience is so great. So if a 14 year old can do it, I think 40 year olds can handle it too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way you could say, well, kids don't have any, like, they don't worry about what are people going to think of me, you know, as much? Maybe teenagers do. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> Maybe teenagers do. But because I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, uh, you know, that's my personal, mm-hmm. like, business. And I don't, people don't want to hear about it. Which, you know, I mean, I can understand that feeling. So you do have to, like, don't just, like. There's appropriate <laughs> boundaries. any moment. But there is a difference between people. personal and private. But, yes, but at the same time, right, I, I think that. The other thing to keep in mind is, and we all know this is true, that somebody who's really speaking from the heart and really sharing something Mm -hmm. that is meaningful to them and with no expectation that you're going to convert the other person you're talking to or convince the person of anything, that you're just, let me just tell you, or, or, you know, if you're open to it, I'd like to share with you this experience I've had. If it's really and truly personal, I mean, not personal, but meaningful, Mm -hmm. that it, people do want to hear that. That's sort of being vulnerable with one another yes. and sharing yes. different moments of your life, good or bad or, or anything in between, to say, well, actually, I, I, I volunteer and this is why I do it. And I, I meet these people and I, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case, that it, people do want to hear those kinds of things. They do. That helps you build good relationships with people. The honesty of it is something that's so powerful. And that's where it isn't about having this agenda or let me tell you this 30 second spiel that I memorized, you know, in order to evangelize you. But just genuinely, when somebody says, you know, hey, what were you up to this weekend? Well, you know, I was I did errands and raked on the week on Saturday. And then, you know, I went to mass and I volunteered with the youth group on Sunday. And, you know, oh, my gosh, the kids did this insane thing. And you, you know, share what that little moment is. And that's all it is. But that also creates that fact that. Well, now that person knows you're a person of faith. And so maybe they'll ask a question or maybe they'll follow up with something else down the road. You've at least cracked open that you're a person that's willing to talk about this. And that's something we don't see a lot of in our communities. Yeah. Yeah. Catholics are not so good at that. The other is it's okay to say I don't know, too, Mm -hmm. and say, well, you know, I'm going to look into it. Or, you know, this is as much as I do know. And, you know, we could find out together or whatever, you know, if you don't know something. Um, because you don't have to be an expert per se, uh, but then to say, yeah, you know, I, I know where we can go and find out, um, because there's a lot of issues <laughs> in the world that we don't have all the answers to, but we have a process. That, mm-hmm. Like we've been saying, being a missionary disciple is a lifelong journey that we keep um, we keep working at it, and that and sometimes in, in having those conversations, you know, you you learn about what it is to be a missionary and what it is to be a disciple by sharing with others. Now we're seeing, if you're watching us, um, the website evangelizechicago.org. Yes. Um, I don't want to miss our with our last few minutes here to say that um, you mentioned that you work with parishes, mm-hmm. and there's a number of resources on that website um, for those who are trying to build a parish community, uh, uh, culture, excuse me, of evangelization, missionary discipleship. Um, so people can help build, you know, 
start those conversations with folks. And there's things that may be of interest to individuals. You know, we've got some interesting words and some resources. And then as we do start doing more things, um, as things start opening up and going down that track more, you'll Mm -hmm. see we have an event section, too, so you can keep an eye out for things that might be coming up on the calendar. Oh, exciting. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, actually, you know, you mentioned the pandemic. You know, we're still actually wearing masks in the offices. (laughs) We're lucky we can do this here um, sitting far enough apart from each other, but um, that this pandemic alone, you know, how do you understand it? How mm-hmm. do you have hope in the midst of it that your faith right. is something that's really, really important? That's That alone is a conversation that people could be having. So as usual, we've run out of time. <laughs> There's so many more things that we could discuss, but maybe you can have you back another time, Jen. Um, but uh, this was really great. I think it's important that we really kind of talk through all these different aspects. Um, and really, um, I want to remind our listeners, you know, we are all, we're all capable mm-hmm. of being missionary disciples. Very much we, so. we all may be early in that journey or further down um, the path, but uh, we all have the ability to, to develop our relationship with Jesus more deeply, um, to recognize it, and also to share it with others. And um, you can do that with somebody who's close by or far, far away. So well done (laughs) so okay so thank you so much for joining us Jen thanks for having me it's good to have your expertise Um, this is an important aspect of the renewal of our whole church our local church here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and the global church so thank you very much for um, adding to that conversation I'll repeat if you'd like to learn a little bit more on this topic visit www.evangelizechicago.org O-R-G, uh, to learn a little bit more about the Office of Evangelization. And don't forget to tune in next month for more Mission Matters Live. For listening, Thank you for listening, and remember, always be on mission.